Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer valid through April 30th. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, aka BTZ, doing it nice, slow, and easy. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 215. We're going 215 strong here at the Apple Bits XL. This is the place where we kind of put out the latest, the biggest news and headlines around Apple. So if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not, welcome. Thanks so much for coming out and hanging out. So we've got some iPhone 14 stuff. We've also got some, uh, believe it or not, HomePod stuff. And then we'll talk about, I'm sorry, Apple Fitness just got BTS. And don't worry, I'm not going to linger on that story. I do respect my audience who may or may not care that I love, that I have loved BTS since, what, 2017, 2018, thanks to my nieces. I was before they made their American song, so I have street cred. I do. Not global cred, because they were around way long before that. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about BTS. (laughs) All right. If you want to be part of this show, all you got to do is record a voice memo. Send it in, whether you record it on your phone, your tablet, your laptop. Send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. We'll throw them in there. And it's a way to kind of connect and hear about what you all care about. I just really think I'm still saying this. People aren't super excited right now. We're just waiting for the next wave of stuff. And again, once June hits, it's going to be fast and furious for the rest of the year. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support this podcast and all of my content. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee, if that's uh, what you get out of it per month. Also, we got the 10 the $25, and the $100 Platinum Apple level. You get early access to the content, bonus rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version, I said it, ad-free version of the show that you won't have to hear any of anything that I just said. Moving forward, if you support at patreon.com slash Tong. So thank you everyone for your continued support. All right, let's get into it. It is episode 215, like I said before, and this is the end of April right now. So, you know, I, I don't like to dwell on the lulls but i think part of it is because the rumor mill is so advanced now like we're getting stuff you'll see like two years ahead of time that we really know so much we kind of sit on our palms and just say hey uh i'll wait till i see it and i still am gonna wait till i see it but we got a bunch of iphone 14 and 14 pro let's call it a combination of news rumors and leaks a little bit of everything to start the show and we first kick things off with the fact of, yes, we kind of know there were already recently like molds of the iPhones that are expected to be used for companies that make third-party cases for the new iPhone lineup. And it consists of four models, two of them at 6.1 inch, two of them at 6.7 inch, no existence of an iPhone mini that is believed to be scrapped. And in fact, like a recent report said something around 3% of iPhone sales are from the iPhone mini. And so we knew these, of course, they're estimates. They're not directly from Apple, but we knew that it was a phone that 
wasn't really as fruitful as Apple hoped it would be. And now we're really seeing that in year two of it. Uh, So that is gone from the lineup. We're getting a 6.1-inch iPhone 14, a 6.1-inch iPhone 14 Pro, a 6.7-inch iPhone 14 Max, and a 6.7-inch iPhone 14 Pro Max. So that's what the lineup is going to be. A little more straightforward, at least uh, for for this year. So it, it makes sense. And the expectation is that we will see maybe some more distinguishing Pro features different from the standard iPhone 14 to the 14 Pro. So this recent report from iDrop News says with confidence that they believe, because we've heard a little back and forth, they believe that the iPhone 14 Pro will not feature USB-C. And we've thrown this around a lot. And at, at part of it, you're saying, oh yeah, duh, they won't bring USB-C to the party. But there's a, there's a variety of reasons why. We've talked about it before. Apple makes royalties by licensing and working with third-party companies that make uh, accessories and cables and dongles and everything that are compatible with the Lightning port. Apple makes money from that. And right now, they're still not willing to cut that revenue out. The other thing, though, is from a user standpoint, we now have the ability to shoot 4K ProRes video on Apple devices on a phone. And I will tell you that transferring those files is incredibly large and a pain in the ass. I believe, if I recall, a minute is around, someone's going to correct me, but I feel like around a minute of ProRes video, a 4K might be around a gig of space. It's a lot. And so... I've actually shot some video in ProRes on my iPhone and by cable, you don't it's going to take a long time and then you say okay, let's let's do AirDrop. Let's go directly through AirDrop. Um I don't know if you've noticed, I've said this a lot recently, but AirDrop is super inconsistent now. You can have two iPhones that are family members and friends right next to each other and it don't it won't see it. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes restart the phone, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It could even be just airdropping three photos. It's super frustrating now. So at that pro level for creators that are actually shooting that type of content, and quite honestly, for everyone who wants to play with it, transit files is going to be a pain in the butt. It is right now. And to know that the iPhone 14 Pro is still sticking with Lightning is you're saying, what? Really? We're not still jumping to USB-C? And we know why they wouldn't, but at the same time, we're like, what? So according to this report from iDrop News, they say that the Lightning connector normally operates at USB 2.0 speeds. And what Apple is working on behind the scenes is because it's technically not limited to that, Apple engineers are working on 3.0 speeds, USB 3 speeds, for the iPhone 14 Pro connector so that hopefully would solve the main problem that creatives are complaining about. In addition to that, it would also... According to the report, there is no evidence that they would be including this, let's say, uh, (laughs) oh my gosh, I think they're going to call it, the Lightning Pro connector on the standard iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Max phones. So this could be another distinguishing feature of Pro versus non-Pro. I know you're extremely thrilled. The thing is that the timetable or the timeline on Apple kind of stretching out this lightning connector thing, it's about up because members of the European Parliament this week voted overwhelmingly to support legislation that will 
compel Apple to offer a USB-C port on all iPhones, iPads, and AirPods in Europe. So it's a proposal, it's known as a directive that will force consumer electronic manufacturers who sell devices in Europe to ensure that all new phones, it could be tablets, laptops, digital cameras, headphones, headsets, handheld video game consoles, portable speakers, that they all feature a USB-C port regardless of the manufacturer. And the only exemptions that will come up is if the device itself is too small to offer USB-C port. So maybe something like uh, smartwatches and future health trackers, maybe some sports equipment. But this new common port would be a world first and the EU is trying to push it through. And the other part of this is that, you know, Apple's always talking about the environment and saving the environment. Well, the less cables that need to be produced, if it is a universal standard, at least in the EU, that forces not only Apple and other manufacturers to jump on board, the fact that that would trickle down to the other countries because of that, it would, they don't, they still won't need to necessarily include a power adapter, but just from a long-term perspective, USB-C, it's been here for years, not two or three friends, maybe like four or five. I, I mean, I can't remember now. It's been a while. So anyways, the fact that Apple might, the iPhone 14 might be the last iPhone that uses their lightning connector, but they are still trying to, you know, maybe distinguish the difference between the pros and the non-pros. In some other iPhone 14 News, the 14 lineup as a whole is likely to feature an upgraded front camera. So that's a front-facing camera with autofocus. We've seen and we know all about the idea that it is expected to no longer have a notch and have a punch hole and a pill hole to kind of form a letter I, very small, at the top of the phone. No notch, but at least two holes now, which we have seen in other phones in the past, let's be real. I mean, they have either one hole or no hole. Um, so this new camera, front-facing camera, would bring autofocus with a wider f1.9 aperture. And so with that, that allows more light to pass through the lens. And these upgrades could result in an improved depth of field effect if you're doing portrait, video, or photos with a front-facing camera. And then the autofocus could be enhanced, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom video calls. Currently, the iPhone 13 models are using a fixed focus, and then an F2.2 aperture. So guess what? Uh, Newsflash, the iPhone's cameras will be improved for the next iPhone. (laughs) I mean, that is a given. Also, if you want to look a little further down the road, Apple has reportedly found a partner for a future Periscope telephoto lens system for a future iPhone. And why is this a big deal? I talk about all the time, the Galaxy S21 Ultra and the S22 Ultra, they have a freaking periscope lens, which is enables it to, because of the thin size, kind of lay flat in the body of the phone and give it a true 10X optical zoom. I know everyone who says, what's the big deal about that? I'm like, oh, you've never used a phone other than an iPhone. It makes a difference creatively. It makes a difference in what you can see. It's um, it's awesome. Every phone, every high-end phone, I want a 10x optical zoom minimum. This comes into play with so much video. Even vi- I would say even video, it would be more important than photos, but it's going to be important either way. So Apple has partnered with South Korean firm Jawa Electronics 
who is said to be spending 191 billion won, it's about $150 million, to produce new optical image stabilization actuators. And these components would be specifically for a new periscope camera system for a future iPhone. Maybe it's the iPhone 15 if they get their act together in time. Maybe it really is the 16. I really hope they can get this in the 15 because they're lagging big time. And what it always reminds me is the the fact that features, everyone says, oh, the feature of the phone matters. Quite honestly, we're at the point where features don't matter and ecosystem matters because if everyone really cared about you know, photo flexibility, the camera flexibility, they would they would get a phone with a periscope lens. Now, someone's like, oh, no, I'm not going to, uh, but it's probably more because you're in the Apple ecosystem. And so ecosystem rules all, features be damned. We've seen this. It's always all about the ecosystem. The other killer rumor that I saw that got me really giddy in case I haven't pounded you to death with this, uh, my favorite color is purple. Purple? Well, the iPhone 14 lineup color options, according to a leak based on an unverified source via Apple Track, says that the new iPhone 14 lineup will be available in new color options, including a purple color, an all-new purple color. Now, the post has since been deleted from the unverified source on social media, but it claims to reveal that the new lineup will come in graphite, which is kind of the dark gray, space gray color, the gold, silver, and purple, according to the report. Um, and it'll kind of have that unique finish, specifically if you're talking about the pro side that shifts tones based on the lighting conditions. And ooh, ooh, if we're getting a purple, um, sadly, sad to say, I will be all over that and be so happy that I officially have a true pro-level phone that is purple. I asked Apple in my iPad uh, interview when we can get purple on the pros. I'm not saying that I might have pushed them in that direction, but I'm saying I might have pushed them in that direction. And if you want to talk about the direction of the iPhone, here's uh, when I talk about, oh, let's go look down even further down the future, right? We don't even have a phone that does not have a notch. But according to leaker and friend Ming-Chi Kuo, who we talk about almost every week, I feel like he's a friend of ours now because we talk, we say his name almost every week, Apple could launch its first full-screen smartphone with no notch, with no punch holes, with no pill holes, just a screen, just a slab, potentially in 2024 with the iPhone 16 Pro. And it would have a advanced under-display face ID and under screen front in in the kind of under the screen of the front camera. We've already seen cameras do this already uh, in the Z Fold 3 with an under camera, under display camera, and it's not the highest resolution, but if it's for face ID, that ain't that bad. Um, so we'll see. 2024, just, just giving you the rumors ahead of time, just so you're prepared. In case you were not prepared, <laughs> I'm, I'm making sure you're prepared. 
All right. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this podcast. You know, hunting down answers to your questions can be rewarding. And when it comes to hiring, you don't always have as much time as you'd like to spend finding great candidates with the right skills. So that's why there's Indeed, the best hiring partner that your team can get. Now, if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Now, Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed's Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And with Indeed's Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest. Now, join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. The feature that I love the most for you that's going to save you the most time. If you're looking for help, it's got to be Instant Match because our time is precious and Instant Match will save you time. So with Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job posts, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer valid through April 30th. Go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. That's Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right. Let's get back to more of the stories. And this is a kind of a nice change. Hey, software can always make the difference. Uh, the MagSafe battery pack is now available to charge at the faster 7.5-watt speed after a firmware update. So this has just happened as of Wednesday of this week. They released this. You can get it. It now changes it from the previous 5-watt limit to 7.5-watt charging. That's going to make a difference. It's going to help make it faster. Now, you can update the firmware with the new 2.7 BO release, and all you do is just attach the battery pack to an iPhone and just wait for a process. Honestly, sometimes they said it could take up to a week for it to actually flip that switch to make it happen. Um, you can also use a Mac or an iPad to update the firmware within five minutes. So Apple really suggests users attach a lightning cable to the MagSafe battery pack, then plug it in the USB side to a Mac or iPad to initiate this update process. So the firmware, again, is 2.7.B.0. I'm going to tell you where you can check if it's updated for you. Go to Settings, General, About, and then MagSafe Battery Pack. And that's where you're going to see it. I love this. So it's basically like, what, around one, one and a half times faster? Oh, no. Yeah, about, not 50. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. I did it right. I did say it right. Very nice. Um, something that might be nice if you're into this. Um, Mark Gurman on Bloomberg reported recently in response to someone asking, "Hey, uh, do you think Apple's making a new HomePod or devices still coming?" According to him, Apple's still working on a combined HomePod and Apple TV with FaceTime camera. Let me say it again: a HomePod and Apple TV and a FaceTime camera. It is the Frankenstein of all Frankensteins 
for the smart home. Um, he responded that he absolutely thinks the new HomePod is coming, and it's not going to be like a big standalone HomePod. That the idea of a HomePod Max has been scrapped, according to what he's heard and what he believes. But uh, maybe there could be another HomePod Mini coming that has more features. I I just I don't think there's a need for it. Quite honestly, I think what they have is as good as it's going to get, and I don't think even adding any new features is going to radically change kind of the trajectory of Apple and their home speaker home theater. If you're in the ecosystem and you're drinking that Kool Aid, I think you love it. I think the original HomePod sounds amazing. The new HomePod Minis, yeah, it's aight. So we'll see. Here's the here's the crazy HomePod story for me that. I love, this is incredible. So we know that the Apple discontinued the HomePod, I think sometime in early 2021. It was March of 2021, actually. Uh, it now appears to be appreciating in value in the online marketplace. This is an article that was first uh, dug up, kind of like researched by The Verge. And the original HomePod first debuted for $349. Later on, I think felt like two years later, um, Apple reduced the price to $299, just a little over a year after that, because, you know, it didn't have the best sales. It sounded incredible, but for what it could do, $349, um, the market spoke and they weren't just going to let that happen. So we know the whole story. Apple discontinued it. I, when I bought a HomePod, even for review and testing, I waited till I found one refurbished, I think within the first three months on Best Buy, and I bought it for $199, and I felt so good doing it. It was as good as new. It was $199. That's how much I had to pay for it. God, that was a steal. So the thing is, the HomePod has still continued to receive software updates, and it's even been given, you know, with those updates, some, some new functionality, like Dolby Atmos support, and then uh, the ability to use them, uh, you know, for stereo sound. If you, this is the original HomePod. Not, I'm not even talking about the HomePod Minis. This original HomePod, kind of crazy, right? So if you go online on eBay and you search, there's not that many. Uh, a HomePod sealed is going for roughly five hundred fifty to six hundred dollars. That's what people are asking for. A sealed HomePod. Let's just call it five hundred to six hundred dollars. Now, the average selling price of a HomePod there's been roughly, I think, six thousand six hundred and ten HomePods. I know I said roughly; that was pretty exact. Sold on eBay in the past year, average selling price three hundred forty-seven dollars and sixty-one cents. That is fifteen percent higher than Apple's current or previous retail price of two ninety-nine. That is incredible. Who knew? I mean, I remember, I don't know if I told the story, there at my local Apple store, after Apple announced the discontinuation of the HomePod, there was one on the shelf in a box for at least six or seven months later. And I asked, I'm like, you guys are still selling the HomePod? They're like, well, we'll sell it until someone buys it. And then, you know, pandemic happened and it was kind of like, it was just one of those things where I was like, I did not think people were going to come and do and get buy that. And I wanted to buy it. Someone bought it. And I felt like, damn, I missed out on it. But then at the same time, I'm like, I already have a couple home. Like, who cares? But that idea of having a sealed one now that is a collector's item. I think this is totally being driven by um, the collectible audience, the the hardcore fan. 
and the fact that it's discontinued and it does sound great. So mine still sound great. I have not had any issues with my current HomePods, but I thought that was um that was a fun story. It's like, dude, the HomePods going up in price? Are you kidding me? Here's something that I love. I teased it in the beginning. Apple Fitness Plus gains BTS dance routines ahead of International Dance Day. So Apple announced that its Fitness Plus service is being updated with several new dance routines in honor of International Dance Day, which happens on Friday, April the 29th. Um, the update will include my favorite artist spotlight dance workout set to popular songs by BTS. So you got, of course, they're going to put the American songs, Butter, Dynamite, Permission to Dance, because people started caring, people here really started caring about BTS once they made all English songs. I've been rocking with them since like 2017, 2018, thanks to my nieces. They've been rocking with them before then. I'm just trying to basically, I'm not gatekeeping. I'm just saying, hey, I mean, now, now it's just trendy to like them. It's kind of. It's kind of depressing. I've been I've been to five concerts. I just went to the Vegas concert a little while ago, and I could tell the fan base has changed. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not going to complain. That's what happens when you blow up. Um, there's going to be other artists that gain workout playlists, including BTS, ABBA, and Queen will have their own. There's going to be BTS high intensity workouts and Queen strength workouts. Amazing. I normally don't talk about additions to Apple Fitness Plus with such fervor and passion, but I do now. Apple Fitness Plus, $9.99 per month in the U.S. or $79.99 per year for the whole family. That is a killer deal. The integration with the Apple Watch just makes it so dope. Um, I really enjoy it, so I use it. I, I, in fact, recently, because I use Apple News, I use Apple Fitness I actually give gave uh, Apple. I'm giving Apple One a true spin now. Like I'm kind of deep in the ecosystem, and I still use Spotify. Um, it is a little redundant, but I'm kind of deep in the ecosystem because it's it's finally making sense for me. And my lady, she needed storage for her photos, so I'm like, oh, if I get an Apple One subscription, um, I think it covers two terabytes of shared storage am i right someone's gonna correct me um yeah we're good we good so check it out apple fitness plus gains bts dance routines you can check it out the other software improvement before we go here i don't know how many of you actually use imovie today but i'm telling you imovie is legitimately the app that got me into digital video editing um it really did i i, I actually i gotta tell you I edited my first demo reel, tryout reel for the real world on iMovie on a Graphite G3 iBook. I think it was the iBook G3 Special Edition or what are they called it? Graphite Edition. It was the fastest processor at the time. I think it had like a uh, a like a 400 megahertz Intel processor in it. I think it was it was not it was it was, it was not that fast. I think that was the processor. And anyways, um, but it changed my life. And then I learned how to use Final Cut Pro eventually and then went over to Premiere. And because they changed how Final Cut Pro is, I still stick in Premiere, even though there's major benefits to Pro. I just don't have time to wrap my brain around it. But iMovie now introduced in the latest version that is available for uh, 
on iPad, on iPhone, and I believe on desktop. They just released two new features because a lot of times when you open up iMovie, you just see this timeline and it can kind of be like intimidating. You just see it and you're like, uh, what do I do? So they added these two new features. One of them is called Storyboard and one of them is called Magic Movie. And they are incredible because I never had anything like this. So Magic Movie, if you're familiar with in the Photos app on your iPhone, you get those awesome memories that I watch ad nauseum and I like get all cheesy looking at my family and I'm like, oh man, I never thought I'd love this feature as much as I do. So Magic Movie, basically you can choose that option and then you like select a folder or like of um, photos you've made and it it pre-builds kind of that memories type video slideshow with music and videos integrated. It uses AI to see when people's faces are in it, when there's audio, when there's camera movement and splices all together. But then you can drill down and customize each clip. You can move them around. So that slideshow that you had is there, but you can kind of tweak it if you want. The other one is storyboards. And this is a criminal feature in iMovie. You basically can choose a style of video. Let's say you want to do a cooking video or you want to do a makeover tutorial or a product review or a film review. So you choose that. There's like 20 different things. And then on your left-hand column, Apple basically tells you what to talk about and what type of shot to use. So it'll say like, Wide shot, introduction, medium shot, product you're holding, over-the-top shot if you're cooking, close-up shot of the chopping the vegetables, wide shot of you explaining the recipe. Like It literally breaks down it in a formula so anyone can do it. Not only can it be pre-recorded video, you can just make it on the fly and then choose the shot and say, I'm going to use my camera to shoot the shot right now. It is incredible. Like The power that young People, old people, just anyone who wants to create content today has, uh, this is insane. Like I had to drag clips and edit them and manipulate the audio and it was, it, there was so much more work to do. So I would just highly recommend check out if you are, whether it's for yourself or friends or family, check out iMovie. I need to correct myself. iMovie 3.0 right now is available. Free update on the app store for iOS and iPadOS devices, not Mac OS devices yet. I'm sure that's going to happen uh, by WWDC, but it's for mobile devices from Apple right now. I, I'm I was honestly genuinely like, damn, y'all are so lucky. This is incredible. Like what you have available at the tip of your fingers now, incredible. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Apple Bits XL. We got to first give thanks to our platinum apples at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freighter, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to all of you who continue to roll with me, to rock with me. I cannot be any more grateful than I already am. And we're going to keep on rolling because guess what? We're getting close to June. And I think in June, you're going to swoon. I Part of me says, okay, maybe it's all OS updates, but just based on the calendar and what they can pack into the last six months of the year, I feel like we got to see some hardware at WWDC. If not, maybe they do a separate, an additional event, but I'm, I'm starting to lean towards that. We'll find out. But anyways, there you go. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care and be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.